everybody. Welcome to our 20th episode of Spiritual Spiral. This is so exciting. This is a project me and my good friend, Sari Cohen, started at the beginning of quarantine. And number 20 is amazing. Actually, you know what? It's not so amazing anymore. 2020 kind of uh, <laughs> gave, us a, gave us a bad deal. But this episode is awesome because someone that has came very highly, highly recommended is Naria Kim. She is a psychic medium and works with celebrities, is in Hollywood. She's extremely fascinating. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, you know, I always like to start off kind of to talk about how you got into what you do. How old were you when you started really feeling these, you know, clairvoyant emotions and feelings? Um, I remember distinctly, I was three years old. And I remember just standing um, in front of like the first foster home that I was going to go into, or the third, I think, mm-hmm. in a dress outside in a beautiful area in Westchester. And I remember feeling like I just had a knowing. It's, it's a knowing that comes over you. It's hard to explain in words, mm-hmm. but it just feels like a knowing. It's the only way I can explain mm-hmm. it. Have you ever experienced that? Just a knowing that there's no other there's no, there's nothing else. It's just a knowing. Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? I mean, I've, I've experienced some things, but I always question um, what I feel and I experience, which is, you know, interesting. But have you, did you ever feel that for me? I feel like th- three is such a young age to have a memory of that. That's so cool. Yeah. Three is young because you don't know what it is, but you just know that, you know, mm-hmm. and therein lies the journey. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's where it all begins, kind so, of. What, so what was your next step? I mean, how did you go about nurturing that then, especially at a young age? I can't say that at three you nurture it because you don't know what it is and you don't know what you have. I feel like um, it's more of an unfolding that goes on. So it's sort of like this... Um, knowing that you know something feeling that you know something in your like in your being that no one can tell you differently but when you're three and as you get older of course people are going to tell you differently of course they're going to tell you you're crazy or that you are seeing things or do you know so Mm -hmm. there isn't a lot of nurturing that's a really good question because it's so important with children if you think about it like kids that have gifts so i was um Obviously, I was a gifted, gifted child, but didn't even know it and wasn't, didn't have anyone around cultivating it. So I was on my own with this. And I think with being on your own, there's a lot of trials and tribulations where children would get to their gifts sooner if, um, like, I work with a lot of women whose kids are gifted, and I work with them in bringing them into their gifts because I know how to do it because I, I, I now know what to cultivate. So I cannot say that I began to, I think the ancients cultivated, I think all my guides, I was so blessed with, um, maybe there were difficulties on planet earth, but my behind the scenes people, all my ancients, all my guides, all the divine were with me 100% at all times, I'm convinced, because I think I would have been dead already. <laughs> Well, I mean, so you mentioned that you were in foster care, you know, at such a young age. What was it like coming into 
your power and your abilities while feeling displaced? Or did you find family and like-minded people when you were growing up? No, you don't feel like you belong at all. So, um, you know, the one thing I can say is I was definitely like a happy kid, fun kid, but also very sort of um, unusual kid in that I was the kid that would go to grandma's house and wander the neighborhood to go find the most unusual being person that lived there and knock on their door. So if it was the artist, sounds like us. Yeah. Uh I love it. (laughs) If it was the person with five dogs, you know, it was whatever interesting character I could find was where I wandered. And so, um, I feel like a lot of my curiosity, natural curiosity, you probably feel this too, is what moved me in a certain direction. Now, was that the guides? Was that the ancients? Or was that me, myself? Probably both, but I've always been a curious kid. So it's always been about, you know, what rock can I turn over? What kind of creature can I find? And I've continued to do that my entire life. Like I'm always wanting to be excited and fascinated and surprised. So I think the inner child just lives in me nonstop and will never. And I feel like that's very important. So in being in foster care, I came to realize a few things. One, um, I almost feel like I was being protected by being moved around. But that was later on that I felt that. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning when you're in foster care, you're sort of like, um, you don't belong. And so you don't have a belonging, which is interesting because you don't, um, it's like a quiet loneliness that you have. And with that kind of quiet loneliness, you know, I was a fun kid. So I had this quiet loneliness going on, but I had this big pretend personality out in school. And so I was super popular knew every group of people because that's who I am. I know every, I don't roll with one crowd. I know every crowd and Mm -hmm. can go in and out. Part of the gift of being someone who didn't belong, I was able to kind of move into different groups, which I think helped. Um, So yeah, so um, you don't really cultivate it. It gets cultivated when you you begin to understand because there's a lot of difficulty that comes with it in the beginning of feeling like you're an outcast, feeling like you're weird, feeling all of those things. But that never got me down. That never stopped me. That's one thing I have to say. I kept going with it, no matter Mm -hmm. how how much people didn't accept it. But I wasn't that kind of standout kid. I could blend in. I was a cool kid. So it was a weird mix, if that makes any sense. Totally. What What was your first reading like? Do you like? Do you remember the first time that you were actually able to use your gifts for good to help somebody? No, I use them for evil all the time. Did <laughs> 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 um, let me think? Because um, I was so young when I started using cards and studying the occult. Um, I think I started back in New York and um, literally there was a guy that came to me that wanted to know if he should kill someone. Honest to God. (laughs) It was just like, I talked him out of it. 
<laughs> Thank God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was like that kind of stuff. But when you when you read, when people come to you with that kind of thing, which I've had people come to me with every single thing you could think of, you um, you don't have a judgment. You don't judge. You're just you're dealing with the human race, mm-hmm. which is a very complex race or species, as you can see. Yeah. No consciousness has no bounds here. Do you believe that people are ever truly evil? It's so hard to wrap my head around it because, you know, I read and study and talk to mediums, you know, we're all one, we're all unity, but do you think there's people that are ever truly evil and there's just like no fixing them or are we all humans and we just have our flaws, even the worst ones? It's a really, really, really good question, especially for your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is, it's like probably a three-part answer to this. Um, so yes, evil exists 100%, okay? Just let you know that that is very true. Um, and we all have dark and light. So we all have dark and light within us. The difference here of what's going on is if you don't have your sovereignty, if you're not connected to the divine, and trust me, I've, I've had run-ins with the devil himself face-to-face. I will tell you that many of us have. Like in uh, person or in your mind's eye kind of thing? In person. Oh, shit. Okay. In, <laughs> in certain people that I read in um, 1999 when it was super dark, having creatures, dog-like creatures on my chest you know, waking up in the middle of the night, having to call people and be like, what was that? You know, mm-hmm. because when you don't know all your gifts, you don't know how open you are. I didn't know how open, apparently I'm extremely open. And so I finally know this obviously, but it took a long time to harness that power. That's not like, you don't just walk in and snap you and you're just like, oh, I can talk to demons and I can do this. And I, that doesn't happen. This is like an initiation that goes on. And so everything is sort of like, what was that? Or I call people that, you know, called exorcists or call people. So, um, so evil does exist. The, the evil in the way that it exists now is, it, I really do believe that people are born in their hearts with a goodness or a not. And I feel like I've always had Mary Magdalene around me since I was a child. And so I've always had a divine spark around me that's always kind of reminded me of who I am. And I've always gone for the good, gone for like the, the love of the planet, the love of people, compassion of people, all of that. Um, now, I'm not saying that I didn't have a dark side to go through to understand because you have to. You can't really just be all fluffy. You've got to know both sides. And so, especially if you're a priestess, um, what's happening now is if you don't have sovereignty over yourself, So if you don't know who you are, so think about it. I spent my entire life learning who I was on a spiritual path. I could say truly from three on, I have not never wavered from my path in in any way. This has been my life's work, right? So it's more about, um, and I hope, I mean, I hope this doesn't freak you out, but I can, there's so many things I can talk about. No. It's, it's about people being hosted. So if people leave their body, if people do too many drugs, if you look at like methamphetamine, 
if you look at drug addicts, you mm -hmm. can see the demonic force within. It's very clear. There's no, there's no hiding it. There's yep. no fluffiness about it. Do you know? It's like you can see the force has taken over that body. So what's happening is a lot of people are being hosted, basically. So your goodness comes from your spark. Your goodness comes from your strength. Your goodness comes from how much can you hold. Your goodness comes from what are you committed to? Like, you guys are doing this great show. I'm sure this just started. This was an idea and you ran with it and it unfolded. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's very interesting because I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and I, I am fascinated with it and I love them and what so many of them. But when I just listened to basically the guy said, yeah, I did it. We were on acid. We've been on meth and acid and like, you know, people are messed up. But just because you're messed up doesn't mean like your first thing is to go murder somebody. Like maybe it's to like roll around on the grass or like do something weird, like rob a store. But like to murder someone when you're so messed up, it just makes me think that some, it's just an opening for, you know, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily them, but they did it. A thousand percent. I've literally <laughs> invested crime investigations, like had to go to people's house where people have killed themselves. And um, many of the times that I've gone in to, to investigate, basically, it was another force that came in to prompt them. Mm. Wow. That's why you've got to have your sovereignty. It's why it's so important to have your spark, so important to stand in who you are. And that's not an easy thing to do, you know, but everybody's learning to do it in whatever way they can to help the world. It's really about service to the world and, and the goodness in that, do you know? Absolutely. And I think part of my job has been um, transmuting a lot of the evil because I see, I get to see all the faces or whatever um, before I go to sleep. I didn't know what it was at first, but now I kind of know what it is. And so you learn to work with, you learn to work with all these things as you go along. This isn't something you know ahead of time. And then you learn to ask your guides what it is. And then you learn, so you learn to trust yourself. You learn to trust your ancients. You learn to trust who you're talking to as well. Mm -hmm. It's very, uh, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's not you, easy. You mentioned a couple times about your guides and the ancients. Can you explain to people what you're talking about when you reference them and what that relationship is like for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I never wanted to be that girl. So it's so funny because it's like talking about your guides and like, I, you know, I was never understand that I tried to hide a lot, well, a lot of what I did for a long, long time. I was always trying to hide it. it was never like I wanted to be normal and want any of this. So, um, so your guides are, People that are, have been around you, whether it's people that have passed on, um, people that have been around you your, life, you know, your entire life. Also, there are people that um, they switch. So meaning like when you start to develop more, uh, you get a hierarchy that comes in that's, you know, that's, um, you know, a new sort of group of people that come in to, to kind of um, assist you on what you're going to need to know in the next kind of part of your journey. I feel like um, recently I had a, I've had a switch. I don't know. I, now that I talk to so many people like you that are so talented and amazing, I feel like I've definitely had a switch recently. It's just kind of like a light that's gone off in my head. What does it feel like to you? Um, new definitely yeah. feels like getting to know 
somebody and it, um, it just feels different. It feels like, because my path is, is changing. Um, and I'm not doing red carpets and this and that, and like, I'd love to go back, but this is a time, you know, this is a time to kind of turn inward. So it's just a very interesting. You mentioned that it's very cool. You can turn outward too, by the way, you you can do anything. Listen, we can do anything we want. That's the beauty of this. That's the whole thing about spirituality that I've learned too, is like, um, you know, I grew up as a kid. I was a a happy kid, even though I was in and out of like foster homes, whatever. And then I moved to New York and did my thing. So I've always done my thing in my own expression and allowed whatever expression wanted to come in and then worked with it in that way. And Mm -hmm. so I, I'm very big on expression. And so if that means that, you know, you have to walk through the dark and meet a vampire or whatever, it's like, which, you know, I have in New Orleans, like, it's like, it's kind of like living a wild adventure. Like I know my life is not normal. I know a lot of people don't live this, but I think a lot more people are opening up to this stuff. Um, so like there's spirituality doesn't look like anything. I think that's what I'm trying to let people know. Everybody thinks it's supposed to be, oh, namaste. And it's supposed to be all in white. And, you know, there's more spiritual people drinking at a bar, you know, you don't yeah. spiritual. You've got to look in, you've got to have that laser beam sort of, um, you know, uh, feeling and getting to know who you are. The beauty of spirituality is also not only giving to the world and giving your gift, but it's also you having the experience. And for a long time, you know, because so many people sort of sought me out, I sort of was like, oh, so I have to be a certain way. And, you know, I'm going to have to like, I have to really set an example. I don't. I do, but I don't. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course I do. But it's like, I can do it in my own expression. So you can do it in your own expression too. You could have a psychic red carpet. I would be remiss though, if I didn't back up for a second about the vampire you met in New Orleans. (laughs) It's fascinating. (laughs) First of all, one time in New York, um, never forget, it was New New Year's Eve. And it was when the Bowery wasn't built up yet. (laughs) So it was like, I lived in Soho and it was super dark in those times. Mm -hmm. And I think I was wearing like black capes and hoods and, you know, was really into all that. (laughs) So um, we went to uh, a friend's and then we walked over to the Bowery and somebody said, oh, well, Antoine's having a birthday party, not birthday, a New Year's party. So we we walked over and I was with my friend Anastasia, who was like my sidekick. She was a model. She was like six foot. I'm like six, three. So it was just always funny, but we were out everywhere in New York. And um, so we went to this party, we walked upstairs and it was a 3000 square foot loft. And down at the end was a bed and a dresser. There was nothing else in there. I'll get to New Orleans in a second. And so we looked at that and we turned around to grab the door because we were like, we're out of here. <laughs> and as soon as we did, we turned around. He was right behind us. And we were just like, okay, so did he fly across the room? Because there's no way he was standing all the way 3,000 feet across. Like, there was no way. So that was one thing. And then we went to New Orleans. I went for the music festival, the jazz festival. Mm-hmm. And um, I went into the square and I looked up and I was like, there's vampires everywhere. I didn't see the, I didn't see the dead because I normally can see the dead as well. Um, you know, I've worked with people 
in their homes and I can go into all that. But yeah, there were vampires and it's hard because you're like, do I believe in vampires? I don't, but why am I seeing them? You know, it's kind of like that. Mm. So there's vampires that exist for sure. Do they suck your blood or is it a different kind of vampire? <laughs> they weren't sucking my blood. They weren't going after me. They were just kind of doing their own thing in another wow. realm, I guess, you know, just in like another realm. Do. Mm-hmm. just like people from the other side do when I called when I talk to people who have died you know yeah like I've had so many paranormal experiences it's been crazy yeah. I want to hear it some more of that so so when you talk about the other realm like is it just vampires is it just spirits like what what are what is no. this reality missing like what do we not know exists out there mm-hmm. well it's just that I have like a uh, I don't know like a I'm able to pierce the veil maybe um um i ended up like moving when i moved to la i moved into haunted houses after a while i was tired of it because it was just one thing after another and people would confirm it so for instance i moved into a, a haunted house in hollywood and people would come over and they would say i see a kid running around so other people would see it which mm-hmm. confirmed it which made didn't make me feel like i was insane because mm-hmm. you know half the time you feel insane growing up in a life like this. You really do, because you're not, nothing's really confirmed. Mm-hmm. Also going into homes and being able to speak to homes and see who lived there, who loved who, or what dark forces are there, or when it was built, that kind of thing. Um, I've encountered um, dark forces where I've jumped off the bed because I was scared. I've encountered dark forces where, like I said, there were things sitting on my chest, um, which were not human. Um, But I think all of this has been part of my training. Mm. And are they realms? They exist, and they're gonna go after people that are in tune, of Mm. course, you know? Uh, I went to one woman's house to do a reading, and literally she was possessed. And so I said, in the middle of the reading and you have to picture it's like a 1930s like you know hollywood house the piano is like playing by itself kind of thing there's candles everywhere and i looked at her and i just and i had read her for a long time but i started to know that it was more the the demon that was calling me and so i said um you know you're possessed right and as i said that i brought my light really strong in front and she looked at me and she said, yes. And so I was like, okay. So and I left and I just walked out the door going, I don't understand my job. <laughs> wow. So yeah, there's all kinds of encounters like that. Um, this isn't an everyday occurrence for me, although I feel like I'm so connected to my ancients now, which your ancients are so in 2017, I kind of, in July, I don't know if you, where you guys were, what you felt, it was an eclipse, and it was a heavy-duty month for a lot of people, especially anybody who's sort of on the path. We were being awakened with our spiritual lineage, and I don't, you know, the timelines just kind of come up. They, the mm-hmm. timelines show up, and I kind of roll with them. So I think the year before that, I went to Morocco because I felt like I needed to put like a stake in the ground for Morocco. I wasn't sure why, but I knew I had to get there. And I was trying to get there the year before for a friend, for a wedding, for many things. And I couldn't because I was so um, 
I had no energy from people freaking out and from the readings that I was doing, I was drained. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of get myself back to a healthy place. And so um, in 2017, I remember being in sort of a trans meditation for days at a time and, you know, getting up to write notes. I still have like my whole thing of notes, getting up to write notes, laying back down, having to come out and then go back in. But I had to, because it was so important to write everything down. Mm -hmm. And so when I went in, it was more of an activation of knowing my Egyptian life and understanding that I'm able to use like air magic and all these different gifts that were kind of dormant, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then they said, they gave me the name Nuria. So I, um, wrote that down and tried to write it five different ways and was like, called a good friend of mine who's also psychic and said, am I crazy? This has, am I insane? Like, come on, they want me to change my name now. Like people are really going to accept that, you know, cause it's like, you think about these things. And so um, he said, no, honey, that's been your name all along. That's been your soul name. So your Kim was ne you were never Kim. He basically very matter of fact, just said you were never Kim. And it made so much sense to me that I got, it was like an uncovering. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, Nuria, okay. And I took it and I wrote all the things down that were coming and sort of like got into, this is like a very deep, Egypt for me is a very deep, dark priestess energy. Mm -hmm. And it's bringing back the priestess to help earth, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of um, sacred evolution is about for me, which is my sort of, where I'm being sort of directed to go. And, um, and so they are, your guides are right there. Like even a Norse goddess came in, Freya came in. So, and I would say, who are you? And she, I, and I've studied mythology and I would still have to ask, mm -hmm. who are you? And I'd have to look her up and see what she was. And then I'd have to go on a vision quest and then the street would have her name on it. Or there are all these signs when you go mm -hmm. on these different quests to do. Um, but they gave me the resources, sort of the wealth codes, the health codes for the coming years, um, you know, what people need to do. So it's like, I'm a bit, apparently I'm a big player in this. I think more than Oof. I even knew or wanted to know, but I'm okay with it. Like I, I take the responsibility, you know? So I want to, like, I'm so interested to hear about what your take is on everything going on right now, but I really want to talk about 9-11 um, because I know that's a part of your past and you had a premonition that it was going to happen and you left New York. Like yeah. what, what happened there and did you tell anybody? It's a great question. Um, so I had this reoccurring dream over and over and over the same dream. And it was helicopters coming, coming down into the streets of New York with men on ladders in like gabardine suits like you know i studied fashion so i was like why are they in gabardine suits you know um that thick gabardine almost almost like the police uniforms are made of that gabardine wool mm -hmm. um but um but they had black armbands on too and i couldn't see their faces so they were climbing down that ladder and i was in remember the desert storm fatigues mm -hmm. those look yeah. like so i was dressed in those and I was helping people back into a bomb site. 
So I was putting people back into where it was already safe because it was already bombed to hide them. And I would see if I looked down the street, it was like a wide angle shot of a tank sitting there. Just like if you picture you have a camera, it's just a wide angle shot, nothing in New York, the street and a tank. Mm. And so I was like, what is happening? So I put an army bag behind my bed. I packed it with knives, with army boots, with army pants, like from a friend's husband who it got too small on him. So I was like, I need that army jacket and I need those army pants. So they would like take them and um, weapons and just put it behind my bed in New York. I lived on Prince street. And so I told people and they were like, are you, you're crazy. And I said, I don't know. I feel like we're going to war. I feel like it's the apocalypse. I don't know what's happening. So a friend of mine had an appointment with a shaman and she said, I don't need this appointment. We always do that. We kind of switch. I don't need it. So you take it kind of thing. So I went to see this shaman named Gypsy and he said, "Um, why are you here? And I said, because I think I'm crazy. And he said, well, sit down, tell me what's going on. And I said, I'm having the same dream over and over of war, the apocalypse, um, men coming down in black armbands, me in the streets helping people back into the bomb site. And I have an army bag packed. And he said, no, you're exactly right on what's going to happen. He's like, you're not supposed to be in New York anymore. He said, I can't tell you where you're going, but you are not supposed to be here. And I promise you, you won't be alone. And then he said, drop your head and tell me what you see. So I dropped my head. You kind of have to just drop your head and just kind of go into what you see and talk. And apparently when I did that, and he had been working on me after that for a long time, but um, he saw me turn into like a silver being, then a blue one. Like, so he saw me shapeshift pretty much into other lives. And so another, another being. So, I, you know, obviously I'm many things. I'm not just this. I have come back as many, many things. Um, and so I just started, and I also worked with Eric Francis, another astrologer. And he was in Paris at the time. I was in New York and I was packing things. And I said, I was on my knees. Honestly, I was like, I don't know where to go. And um, I forget what happened, but something sort of clicked in with the reading with him on my chart. And I just started to put stuff in storage and I took off to LA. What was the feeling when you looked on the news and saw what happened? Well, a week before I was um, more crazy stories of my life, um, I was driving now. I was in LA at this point and I was driving. And when it's cloudy out here, I like to drive up through the hills. Mm-hmm. So I started driving through the hills like a week before. And all of a sudden I start chanting Allah. And so I'm driving and I oh hear my God. Like, Allah, Allah, Allah. And I'm like, when you're chanting, you don't know what you're chanting. It's just kind of coming through energetically. And so it just kept coming. It was just like nonstop and you can't stop yourself. Just like when I go into transits, when I go down for the priestess to, mm. to gain, gain access or information. If there's, if I speak in tongue, if there's stuff that comes out, I just let it come out. People would probably run out of the room, but it's like, I speak in different tongues with the priestesses kind of coming through for what's going on right now. And so I just let it happen because I, 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 I can, 
I don't know. I've been such a warrior for such a long time that I, I get it, you know? So, um, so that happened. And then also I said to a friend, we're going to have a huge earthquake. I can't feel my body. I don't know what's going on. I forgot that I dreamt about all that. I forgot that that had all gone on. I, it was two years later. And so I just said, I, I can't feel anything. And if I can't feel anything, that's a problem with me because I feel everything. Mm-hmm. And so then, of course, it happened. So and that was to me like the cracking open of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That was like the beginning. I don't know how you feel. If you feel like, do you feel like that? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. I feel like there was a, definitely a shift at that point. Cracking open and consciousness is, I think, it's so descriptive and it, it's perfectly descriptive actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was time, you know, yep. these events are, are, they're so orchestrated by the divine. That uh, but okay. Know. So my big, like, why does the universe want us to suffer? Do you know what I mean? And is it a coincidence? Like, do you have your life plan laid out before you're born? And you're like, I agree that, I will be killed like during this terrorist attack. I agree. I will die of cancer and suffer like, or do, do things happen in life that complicates your divine plan? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Great question. Well, give me a second. I just want to ask the ancients too on this one because I have the answer, but I want to ask them as well okay. out of respect. Okay. So it's all part of, it's just all a tapestry that's made up and everyone plays their part. And so someone dying may have somebody live. Um, Someone living, it's like, it's this, it's this graceful um, orchestration of the dance behind all this that's going on in front of us. Consciousness knows what it's doing. And we're just a part of it. And so we have our role in it. But in having our role in it, it's we're creators. And that's what we're learning right now is that we are able to create. So you created a show. You know, it's like when you start to bring out your expression and create, think of how many more people need to do this that are just sitting around terrified that the world is ending, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When these cycles have to happen in evolution. And so you chose on what you were going to do to come back and how you were going to, you chose your path. Um, I chose my path in coming back. And right now I'm just like, oh, this really sucks. Like I wanted to have fun. Like this sucks. Like it yeah. looks like hell out there. This is not fun. Like I, they're, they're ruining the planet. Like it's all not pretty anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want it to be pretty. I want it to be, I want to bring the beauty. It's like, you know, I, I drive through Hollywood. It looks like, it looks like the walking dead. It looks like hell. So there's, there's <laughs> so I left. I know it, it really does. And even in Beverly Hills where I lived, which is beautiful is being overtaken. So like shit's just being overtaken right now by, you know, with people just kind of being scared and you can't be scared. This is like a life to live, to experience, to the good, the bad, the ugly. This is not about like running and hiding under the covers. This is about really stepping into your power. What's your power? Your power is who you are. Everyone's power is different. 
That's why the way that I read, I empower people. Can I tell you where your next house is? Yes. Can I tell you who you're going to meet? Of course. But the real power is the empowerment of who you are and aligning with what you need to do. And it's not an easy task to get on track with that. And, you know, you have to realize you're a part of consciousness. And so in being a, it's like, think of this as this is consciousness, right? And so all these little bumps here, this is all of us in consciousness. And we're all sort of like a piece of consciousness that's decided to express. However, I'm like, oh, I'm Nuria now. Okay, this is great. Like, I'm going to just express myself that way. And you're going to express yourself your way. Like, I think I'll have a show and you're going to express your beautiful soul and you're going to express your beautiful soul and you're going to bring that beauty to the world. And so you just have to know that it's all of it. It's the good, the bad, the ugly. And it's like where you stand because the worlds are going to split. There is a split going on, as you can see. It's why you left. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. Can you elaborate on that? I really am just like what's what what, what the heck is going on right now, yeah. Maria? Like what's why? Yeah. Well, we're in a we're in a place of um let me just ask them to before I start to answer on my own. I want to make sure that everybody comes in. We're in like a redevelopment of humanity. So that's they're using that word. So we're in like a it's not so much a renewal right now. It's a re redevelopment in, um, you know, it's heartbreaking how many like humans have been enslaved. We've been used for food energetically. We've been enslaved for centuries, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. We've not known our sovereignty. We've not known our power. That's why I'm more of a pioneer in learning my power. That's why I had to be in foster homes for that reason. It wasn't, it wasn't like, let's just put this kid in a foster home. There's a reason for that. I was in training for many things to be able to, to adapt, to be able to navigate, to be able to think independently. There was a lot to that. So everything really is aligned for your higher good. Um, there's a fight for the planet right now that's what's happening so there's a there's a fight for the planet whether it's and there's good and evil going on and so the dark side um even though we have the dark side we have to get in touch with our dark side because when we get in touch with our our dark side it's not destructive it is powerful it is beyond powerful because when you get in touch with that inner child which is your power anything is possible so this is giving people an opportunity to wake up into expressing full expression in who they are if they want to do that if they want to hide or they want to resist then that's a different story so this is fight for 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 the earth right Mm -hmm. now we're fighting for the earth and i'm one of the guardians for the earth pretty much and there's many of us um and so we're here to lead mankind into a better place in opening up in doing shows in, uh, in tapping into their gifts, um, into, um, you know, painting whatever they want to paint in, in just full expression. The arts are what's going to lift the vibration and to also not, um, 
not be involved in whatever else is going on because consciousness goes everywhere. So, you know, I remember when I was um, a kid and I was on the subway, I would talk to every insane person just because I was fascinated by it. And also I, I had no filter. Mm -hmm. um, but I learned, you know, and I, I, I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to talk to insanity any, anymore. I understand it, you know, but I just wanted to know it kind of thing. But yeah. you're allowed to go wherever you want now. You're allowed to stand with whatever you want to stand with. So this is a fight between dark and light. You got, and it's, and it's greed and it's money and it's power and it's immortality. And it's like, they're ridiculous because the satanic rituals that are, that are, that are going on, this is like, they've hijacked magic from centuries. So they're using it and they're misusing it and it's not the light. And so it came from us. And so the mystics are taking the, the, the priestesses from what I heard when it was really intense with the pandemic. When remember in the beginning of the pandemic, it was super intense. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. of course I had to um, go into meditation. So I would go down into meditation and these are my meditations. I would go into a sarcophagus and lay down in a blue flame. And that's where all the cosmic travelers actually hang out. And then there were all these pharaohs around me. So I stayed in the blue flame. I was able to get information, stay protected, because it's almost like going below surface with earth um, in the time that, I think I said in October, I turned to a friend and said, the underworld's coming. And mm -hmm. so that was the underworld. And I, I know this all may sound very dark, but it's because we're in pretty dark times. So um, and I had done like Soho House and Unplugged and people just didn't want to hear it. They were like, you're really dark. And it was like, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to be dark. You can tell my personality is not really dark. It's, mm -hmm. I'm just delivering messages. And so um, this is more of people choosing their path, choosing what they want for the earth. Um, you know, the fight for this greed and, the, and also the lies that are un being uncovered. We've been lied to, a like, forget it. It, it. It's almost like none of this ever existed. And so for a lot of us who were psychic as kids, we knew that. We may not have known what we knew, but we knew that because we were like, what is this place? I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I would always say like, is love a bad joke on this planet? It's so weird. Like, why is nothing working out? Well, is there ever the idea, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like that you've yeah. had that um, maybe we're being punished or something by being here because things can be so difficult or is this just a challenge we're supposed to over, I mean, I don't know. I know your heart breaks for this. I understand. I get it. <laughs> yeah. We are not being punished. This is not a punishment at all. This is an, this is an uncovering of very ugly things. And in order for this to be uncovered, this is the road it has to go down. I don't know why I'm not God. So mm -hmm. I don't know why I can tell you that, um, they're giving everybody the opportunity to wake up to their light and they're giving everybody the opportunity to hear their own, um, calling. If that makes sense, that's how you know you're alive when you're listening to your calling. So it's like waking up every day, and listening to your directions. You know, I feel like my guides sometimes are in my backseat of my car 
or sitting <laughs> next to me telling me what I need to do. Literally, it'll be like, go get three plants today. It's like, uh, really? I remember I moved, when I moved here, um, my shaman that I talked to in, in New York when I left, he said, go to the water. And I was like, I can't go to the water. I have to go to the gym and blah, blah like all this stuff. And he goes, go to the water and put your feet in the water. So I did. And so a friend drove me, thank God, because she was a witness to all this. So we go two o'clock in the afternoon to Santa Monica. I put my feet in the water and 30 dolphins surrounded me. And I, all I could do was just stand there frozen crying because it was like mm. a religious thing. So it was like me connecting back to Atlantis or I, they, they seem like godlike creatures to me. I know I've been in Lemuria, Atlantis, all these different places. I was a, a, a star civilization guide leader, which is kind of what's going on now. I'm more leading groups on where they need to be just to get civilization set up again in a new way. But I led all the star groups back in Egypt. So, and then I can also use a lot of magic. There's a lot of hand stuff that is for bringing in legions of angels and because we have to use the supernatural we have to use the we have to use magic there's we won't we can't not it's like too much shit out there going yeah. on we've got to bring the magic in and so all of us are very magical beings but you've got to uncover that you've got to believe it you've got to tap into it what i find so fascinating too is that you know in the bible in the torah they talk about magic and it's so, everyone accepts it. They read it in temple and in church. However, in our world now, it's like, oh, that doesn't exist. And I'm thinking to myself, but you bring us to these sacred places and we read these, you know, sacred texts and they talk about it. So I'm really confused, like what happened there? Like why it worked then? And like, why don't people believe in it anymore? Because it got hijacked. If you believe in your magic, you believe you get into your power. And that's the one thing they don't want you to get into. And the one thing I never lost from the beginning of my life was my magic ever. And so that's where the power is. And so if you, if you don't uncover that, that's the, that's the crime because everybody has magic within them. I just never accepted that it wasn't there. And so yeah. I never got corrupted. So the people who never got corrupted are the ones who are doing the work on the planet right now. I still, when I see a butterfly or a creature, my heart still jumps. And so that tells you that you're pure. No matter what dark hallway I've walked into, do you know? It's yeah. like, it's, un, it's been uncorrupted. And I would always say to people, because they were like, oh yeah, you're one of those. And I'd be like, why me? Why? Why me? And they would say because you're pure, your soul's pure. You've always kept yourself pure. Now, did I do it on purpose? No, do, you know, I don't know how that happened, but it's just who I am on a true, true, true nature. So if you really tap into your true nature, you'll know who you are. And magic is a gift that is given. It's a natural gift that is given to you. And I never not believe that ever. I know you haven't either. I think you're just, you know, you might be a little scared of what's going on. Don't be scared of what's going on. Just kind of learn how to navigate around it, but also cultivate your own magic right now at the same time. Better to be focused on that 
then focus on, because we just joke now, we play a game called How to Spot the Demon out in the world. <laughs> like we, we're like hysterical driving. We're almost like those two guys that joke in Supernatural. I have a friend of mine who's also psychic. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, oh, is he alive? Let's, is he alive? He's alive. Oh, he's oh dead. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you got to keep a sense of humor because it's so insane. Yeah. So like even watching the homeless, we're like, look, look, she's trying to pick him up. Like we're always joking on stuff because we are hysterical. One guy's fighting with a paper bag. Like we don't know who they're talking to. Like you gotta, you gotta have a sense of humor about it. But also, you know, like I said, I'm serious and, and down in the tombs and, you know, speaking in tongue, which people would freak out and run out of the, if people heard it, they'd probably, they'd scream and run out. No one hears it because it's only me, but it's like, it's stuff that has to come through me. Do you know, I'm able yeah. to shape shift. I'm able to, I'm very much, um, I can say that I, I, there's a lot of mastery in what I've done in having to teach people what they need to do. And it's so cool at the same time. I know it's unusual. It probably sounds so freaky, but it's the truth. And it's like, and it's time for it now. Thank God. Like there's shows. I'm going on everybody's show, by the way. I've been called on so many shows. I'm like, yep, just saying yes to everyone <laughs> right now. I know. We're so happy you did to us too. <laughs> I know. Do you guys have, do you have any personal questions? Cause I, I feel like, I feel like there's some, you feel a little bit troubled or your heart feels a little heavy. And I don't, Oh, I, both of ours. Yeah, totally. <laughs> tell me why. I, okay. So most recently, I mean, I think we're all kind of on the same page. It's just the world is very heavy right now and, and we are going through this transformation. I'm finding um, there's been a transformation a little bit um, collectively and individually. I think there are levels to things going on. And, and like you were saying, you know, to tap into your magic now and to really use this chance to, to grow, you know, to really, to really do something positive with it. Um, and I've been, I've been, you know, and that's always how I am. Sam and I, we did the red carpet together. It was how we met both as entertainment journalists and wow. that, that life is different. So yes. you know, now we're doing things like I still do my interviews, but from home or, you know, right from a magazine, but I've had, um, a lot of health issues and then re most recently just experienced a breakup. So I'm, I kind of feel like a, a little bit of like, um, you know, I'm, I'm trusting the path. I'm trusting this, this path. Um, it's, it's hard because my body and my, my mind are not aligning. So the first thing is, um, you were going towards a different path before you went into journalism, like, lawyer or high-end like some kind of what were you doing what were you going into what were you um, going I, towards I was writing I was but I was writing for television and then I it veered towards um journalism are you a lot like your mother <laughs> very much so yeah hang on sorry if my hands move it's just like energy You don't know how to bring the new person out of you. You're trying to be the old person and you need to bring the newness out of you. And so you see how like it was really easy for me to kind of shape into like, oh, your name's Naria now. It means sun, moon, alchemy. It was like that was an easy transition, but it was easy only because I had done so much work on being fluid through my entire life because I had to be. 
you have to learn how to be more fluid now. You're being very rigid in wanting to get things. You're sort of like, no, that's staying there. And no, this is staying here. And no, that stays there. And I'm staying here because you're afraid that you're going to go away and disappear. And that's not true. So you have to open up your heart to, and I'll get to the breakup in a minute. Yeah, see, you've had everything. First of all, what month are you? Are you like a Capricorn? I'm a you Cancer. Want, okay, so you, mm -hmm. you want everything you're sort of set. You want it home. You know, you wanted your picture, your life picture done. You're like, I don't want to think about anything. I just want to have it all done. Only there was no room in there for you to have the fluidity of like, what if this guy wasn't right? You were still demanding, nope, he's going to be there anyway because he fits the role. So there's a lot of fitting the role with you. And in, is that, does that, is this making sense? So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a, a, a go with the flow person. I don't, I don't really imagine things any one way, um, but I did try to do this one differently. I did, I did try to, um, choose better, I guess. And I think I found out by just choosing different doesn't necessarily mean better. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're choosing differently just to choose differently. You're not choosing differently for the true reasons. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, you got to, you got to choose for the true reasons. Now I know if you want to be a mom and settle down, all of that, let go of all the resentment of the past two men and just re reinvent who you are in a truth of what you want and picture only that. So picture your home, picture the man, create what you want. Don't let it sort of just happen. You were like, Oh, okay, let me choose this guy who's not a bad guy and that should work. And then I can have that whole scene that I want. It's, there's more to it. Um, there's, there's, there's like, there's tweaks to it in, I don't know if you really wanted to marry him. Mm. I think he was good on paper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so health issue wise is connected to you um, wanting things a certain way, or I'll put it this way, sort of, um, almost acquiescing to what you wanted in that way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, it, it's like forcing yourself to want, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to want this and I should want that bridal gown. Like trying to make yourself into something that you're not. Um, so is it more stomach or lower issues? Uh, stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's because there's not a lot of truth going on. And I don't mean that you're lying. Like, you know, it's like, I don't, there's no judgment or anything here with what they're saying. So, um, you just need to soothe yourself for a minute. Did you lose your father? Um, no, no, I have, I have both of my parents. My, that's me maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you lost your father. Okay. Mm -hmm, but yeah. so, but is your father, um, there is he, a, is he, did he, did he emotionally leave or 
No. He's, is he an example of someone that you that you love? Like yeah. That you, okay, Absolutely. he is. Okay. Um, so when did the stomach issue start? Um, actually, um, a while ago. I have my mom has stomach issues, and a lot of what I have is hereditary. So, um, yeah, they've been going on. I've had multiple. They got worse in the past, like month or two, right? Significantly worse. Uh, They came back, so I've had issues that are are returning. So, yeah, 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 because it didn't clear. So you take everything into your stomach, every emotional thing. So you want to do some clearing on that chakra. Okay. You want to definitely clear out that energy and maybe drink aloe for like a week or two. Okay. Aloe water, like from creation, something to soothe. You want to soothe yourself in every way right now. Soothe, change your wardrobe, they're telling me. Change your style, they're telling me. Um, there's nothing wrong with you. They're, this is just what they're telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, and have a different approach in sort of writing your novels now that you've been um, upset about or worried about. Like, do the things you want to do. You'll have kids in a family. I wouldn't worry about it. You're just not on track. You're resisting it a little bit. And you're shutting down a little bit because you're like, you look outside and you're like, what for? You know? <laughs> I get it. But keep going. Anything on this scroll over here? Of course. So, <laughs> um, when's your birthday, month and day? October 2nd, a couple weeks. Libra. Do you have any Pisces in your chart? Uh, no, my dad was a Pisces. Okay. How long ago did you start this whole thing, you two? This, this uh, podcast? Who was it, Sarah? Was it like March? Uh, I think it was April. Like end of March, beginning of April, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, right on time. Mm-hmm. Like you went right into it. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, we're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> and I think you did a great job in sort of transitioning so quickly into being quick on your feet and moving like that, you know? Um, and And being of service to everyone. So... Look, in your entertainment world, you found your grace, your beauty, how to be on camera, how to speak to people, how to interview, both of you, do you know? Mm-hmm. You both found all of that. Um, and now it's going to be, it's a whole different thing on who you want to be and how you want to put this show together and what you want to spin off from this show and how you want to add to this show. And so can we go back to, um, we'll go back to your dad, if that's okay. Can we uh, go back? I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're doing your day to day, but you still have so much sadness going on. There's so much sadness and a little bit of anger and resentment too, that I'm picking up. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I just like spiritually, I mean, I just, I don't feel him. Like I don't, you know, I, cause I see mediums and all this and they're like, he's kind of, he peeps in, but he's at the back of the room. He's not the first to come up cause he's sheepish. Do you have like, a brother? Yes, I do. Where is he? I have two, but there's one he's probably talking about. He's here in Cleveland with me. We're not really getting along super well at the moment. He's reminding me of my dad a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't really have a clue either, so I wouldn't listen to him. 
He's trying to think he's, he's trying to act like he knows everything. He knows everything. And I'm like, dude, you don't. And he's like, okay, listen, girl, the psychic podcast is at a job. I'm like, oh, fuck you. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, that's real. Um, he's being jealous, trying to undermine. You keep doing your thing, doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Uh, say your dad's name for me. Ed, Edward, Eddie. So he just wasn't around as a father. He doesn't feel like he was a good father. He was, he, but he was, uh, he met a woman that kind of took him away. Um, and he, he was present. We were close, but we fought a lot because I was just like, this is messed up. Like I, the, his, his wife really was awful to me and caused a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he feels like he failed you guys. I know, and I don't want him to feel that, which sucks. Like, I still want to have a, like, I want us to still work it out. <laughs> but he made a lot of promises to you that he didn't come through with. Yeah, And that's did. what you're upset about, and that's what he's sorry about. Apparently, he promised you a lot of things, and it never came through. It never mm -hmm. came to fruition. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Can you forgive him? Yeah, I've been working on it, and totally. And, like, it's not even that that I'm upset about, honestly. You know, he feels like it is. And mm -hmm. he feels like, of course, he failed you in all well, these, because it was a lot of promises. Well, I keep on saying, yeah, he did. He did. I keep on saying, I'm like, dude, if you feel bad now, then you should be around me and like showing me love and support now. I, I don't want to shun you. Like my brother, I think turns it off. He like turns him off. But for me, I'm like, come around, like be with me. Like I still want that relationship with you. I love you. Who cares? How long ago did he pass on? It'll be two years in December. All right. Well, when I, I feel like when you sit quietly, you might tap into him. I think he just feels like you're so mad at him, but he can come through. Yeah, I and know. And then um, you don't really let a lot of people in. You kind of like, ah, whatever right now kind of thing. So um, there's some sadness that you just have to let go of. Um, and there's some other projects that you want to do too. This is not the only one. You got some stuff up your sleeve, so mm -hmm. which is great. So you need to put that together. Who did Who did comedy? Which one of you did comedy? Me. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did comedy. Yeah, and I didn't realize Sarah did comedy too. But I I did comedy for like up until semi recently, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see you guys going back into comedy, really. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, yeah, I don't see that. But we can all. still be funny. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and you can have fun on your show. The show can be many things, you know? Yeah. I think it's great. I think you're just going to have great guests on and great people. And I feel like it'll sort of take its own direction. Like it's mm -hmm. going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Well, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Naria. Like, this yeah, has been so interesting. Sarah, any last thoughts? Oh my gosh, just to say thank you so much. Thank you for taking your time and, and energy and, and yeah. honesty and all of it and sitting my with us. My pleasure. And being I mean, I hope it was a good show. I yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> but I, I, I want to ask you too, Naria, the last question is, um, 
what can you give our audience as far as to make them feel a little bit better about the times coming up? Um, some okay. solace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was on another podcast and I did a world, I did a world reading. They wanted a world reading and look, I, I don't think we'd all be back here if it wasn't going to turn out well. Um, this is just kind of what we have to walk through right now and try to ha- try to have some humor for sure, because it is kind of comical. Some of it is really funny, right? You guys yep. are comedians. I mean, yep. Yep. some of the stuff on the streets, I'm like, where, this is an insane asylum. Like, yep. like earth is like, the galactic people are going to be like, nope, we're not letting earth join. <laughs> I, I, they, I agree. They got too much shit going on. They do earth, too much. Earth, too earth much. is on the brink of cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> they need too much. They have too much to learn, right? Um, but surprisingly, when I, did the, when I did the world reading, it was amazing in the end. It came, it was so good. It was like, yes, is it going to get crazy? Of course it is. Um, you can see the threads of where things are going. Yep. You can kind of follow the threads of where things are going. And, you know, everybody's kind of navigated and moved out. Like smart people are just like, okay, let me move out of there. And so there's a lot of movement going on, which... I think in 2017, I did a, a lecture at um, Soho House, and I said, home is going to be everything in 2020. Home wow. will mean everything. And so here we are. <clears throat> so priorities have changed. Um, there will be ugliness, obviously. But I do feel like on the other side of this, there's so much good. And if people would just, um, you know, like people would call me a mad genius just with like all the ideas I have kind of thing you know, get into your mad genius, like get innovative. Just mm, I love that. I love that you said that to get right? into your mad genius. I'm like, yes. That's what people call me all the time because I'm always like a little bit of mad genius because <laughs> what else are you going to do? It's like, that's what's going to bring the spark. That's what's going to bring the innovation. That's what's going to bring the collab. That's what's going to bring all of this, all of this interaction people not knowing my story, your story, whatever it is, we're all part of the tapestry, but it's all mad genius. It's not like, oh, namaste, let me regurgitate just something that someone wrote a thousand years ago instead of me channeling who I am and what my real truth is and what I'm doing. I'm really sick of the people who are bullshit. That are Me too. I'm into that. They are total bullshit. It's just like, what are you doing? So, I mean, you can spot them right away and yeah. they won't last. So, um, well, where can everyone find you and all of your mad genius uh, okay. um, to contact you? If, 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 or, you know, I mean, no, you have like probably a very long list or just follow you in your um, exciting adventures. I don't have a million followers because I'm always in it. I'm always in everything. So it's mm-hmm. funny because like, I'm like, wow, I'm such a loser. I don't have like tons of followers. No, I'm no. Always working. Um, so you can find me at um, kimlovemuse.com is the Nerea site. Um, it's beautiful. Then, it's a great site. It's so pretty. I oh, like to look at you. it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And then I'm a Nerea Blue at, on Instagram, which I'm working on getting people to help me with all this stuff because I'm so... I'm so involved with, I'm doing product that I developed like in 2013. I am 
te- I'm, you know, getting ready to teach differently. I'm, I'm starting a podcast. I'm going on everyone yes. who asked me podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm out there now. It's like, now is the time to be, cause I was underground for a long time developing everything. Cause I had to go through all sort of my metamorphosis, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, that's where they can find me. And then, um, I don't know. That's where they can find me for readings, for mediumship, for teaching, for whatever. I don't even know what to call myself these days. It's so crazy. The mad genius. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I want to be prettier than the mad genius. <laughs> no, you're like the hot bad genius, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. The hot well, priestess. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, and for you our listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Nevia. You guys are, so fun. You guys are a, fun. You're oh, real. You're good. You're doing Thank anything. you. That's Me and a, Sarah yeah. have pretty pure, good hearts. It's one of yeah. the things we have in common. I love it. I love your show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. And everybody, thank you so much for watching. And don't forget to follow Spiritual Spiral Show on Instagram. We will see you next week, you everybody. Right of course. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.